0: Flamenco. Barcelona Metropolitan.
1: Hello. I would like to introduce myself as um, Mimo Agüero. And I am in charge and in front of the Tablao de Carmen in the Spanish village in Barcelona and it's a place founded by my mother 31 years ago, which has flamenco life daily, and um, I've been asked by Metropolitan to do, to organize a round the table discussion, what we call in Spanish uh, tertulia, and put together some, you know, people that would be interested in, in the flamenco dance, and to talk about that. Now we all have to be English speakers, so I have chosen um, three very kind um, persons. Um, I'm going to introduce them, one each, and they're going to describe themselves as well. So I'm starting with Geron Ferek who is an English. Yeah, an English person and he's a, a guitarist yeah. and a flamenco guitarist.
0: Yeah, exactly. So
1: I've known of you, Jero, through many flamenco programs that are organized in Barcelona. Mm-hmm. I hadn't had the chance to meet you personally until today. No, it's the first time. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and um, well, I'm very happy to to meet you, have you yeah, here. Thank you. It's a pleasure
0: to be here and it's always a pleasure to be in the tablao de Carmen, one of Barcelona's most historical um, I would.
1: Uh, can you please tell me about you? Uh, that yeah, I haven't said, sure. I said your name <laughs> and that you are a flamenco guitarist. But if you can please sure. introduce yourself before. Yeah,
0: my name is Jero. I'm from originally from London in the UK. Um, I discovered flamenco when I was a child and eventually decided to dedicate my life to it. Um, so I've been in Barcelona for about five, nearly six years now. Um, Initially studying flamenco at ESMUC, Escola Superior de Música de Catalunya. And I've stayed here working as a performer um, in different tablaos and and different venues. um, Especially specializing in dance accompaniment, because flamenco dance is also a big passion of mine, even though I'm not a dancer. Um, And in the last few years, uh, the majority of my work has been associated with activism as well. Um, working with how gender and sexuality are presented in flamenco um, and making sure the LGBT community has the visibility uh, that we need uh, within flamenco and that it can be an inclusive art for everybody.
1: That's a very <laughs> exciting. I love it. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Uh,
1: let's pass the... Um, I'm going to introduce now Hannah Poikonen who is a doctor in neuroscience of dance. And I came across Hannah because she asked the Tablao de Carmen for help to film a little little bit of, uh, to do um, work in the Tablao de Carmen to film the flamenco dancing and the Our Show while it was on for a documentary that she was doing in this subject so we met and then she's been in touch with one or one dancer here a girl who teaches flamenco so they've had a couple of lessons so i work out that you know i asked her if she could come and thank you so much hannah for coming really
2: thank you for the invitation i'm very happy to be here and and see you again here in tabla de carmen um a little bit of my background um as you mentioned, I'm a doctor in neuroscience of dance and music also. So I'm I'm interested in general how dance influences to us, to our mind and to our bodies, and also why it has such a strong influence to us. And what what really attracted me in flamenco is this like um, how it's so versatile, it's so holistic. Dance It really catches you in the moment and you kind of forget everything else and everything else loses the meaning in a way. Um, And in in kind of psychological terms, you call it a flow state. So you go into this flow state where where you just forget everything else and you're just driven by the moment. Maybe you as flamenco dancers and guitarists can recognize that sensation. But you can also have that sensation when you are in the audience watching flamenco and listening to it.
1: Great, and um, can I ask you about Wise Motion, about the thing, uh, your program?
2: Yes, yes, so I have also developed a method called Wise Motion in which I combine dance and neuroscience in a concrete way. So I give... workshops and courses in rehabilitation and education, for example. I give that in dementia care, in, in MS disease care, or in stro- for stroke patients, and also in education. How could we improve learning through gestures, through, through embodiment. So I'm really trying to take the dance, a moment, and especially creative moment, out of just the artistic scene and like spread the message wider to the bigger audience. I think creativity has a huge potential. For example, in the rehabilitative re, in the rehabilitation in hospitals, in therapy centers, and in school with schools as well.
1: Okay, fantastic! How nice. We're going to have a fun time here. Well, I'm going. We're going to pass, you know, the microphone to the last um, to Beatriz del Pozo. Beatriz del Pozo, we are apart from um, knowing each other. We are friends. We uh, we've uh, (laughs) we've met several times through um, a fantastic artist who um, called La Chana, who. Beatriz has actually um, promoted um, in a fantastic documentary that has won one of the top prizes in, um, in the documentary world, in Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. It, was it two years ago? Yes. The, three years ago. Years ago. Uh,
3: no. Our first uh, hour was the Itva from Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. And the last hour was in Canada, the fil- festival for art film. Well there you go. We want okay. the Grand Prix, Grand Prix. Wow, how nice.
1: Yes. Well I haven't introduced you. Well I said how we <laughs> met, but Beatrice del Pozo is a pianist and a dancer. So if you I'll pass you the word and you explain wha- who you are, what you do before we start talking about the yeah. flamenco dance. Yeah, I am a, a
3: classical pianist. I study in Vienna and I am uh, at the school of Alicia de la Rocha in Barcelona. I am specialist in Spanish music. And so now I am dancing flamenco too. <laughs> and I knew La Chana, the big dancer. Now she's 73 years old. But we decided to make a documentary about her. And this film has won 13 international film festivals. And four important hours in Spain. It's an amazing film that all people can understand, even even if they don't know uh, anything about flamenco. But because Chana is so an amazing uh, person, no. This film is a portrait. About a woman artist who uses her art to escape a life full of worries and misfortune. She gets it every night on the stage, transporting herself to the other side, to the dim- dimension of artistic
1: ecstasy. Latana, I've just had a message from her this morning because she, mm-hmm. apart from being an amazing artist, she's a character. So mm-hmm. I yeah. think. I, I had heard of her, but I had no idea that she danced sitting in a chair because of a problem she had in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've read her book also and it never mentions what happened to her, I mean it suggests, it implies. So she's a very elegant uh, soul because she's managed to do um, to express with her art um, something that I think all humankind need have yes, that. Yes. We, all, we all need to be yeah. able to express something yes, but yes. she has managed I see her as a medium you know when she yes, yes, makes yes. the rhythm sitting in that chair see, with her feet yeah mm.
3: like she's uh, like the big artist no they are a uh, kind of a channel with yeah the she canalizes
1: can yes that that like is uh, very well said yeah. in in her writing. Well, in the writing, in her talks, because uh, what I understand of the book you've written <laughs> with <laughs> or for her, <laughs> uh, together we wrote it together. You were together, so she was talking, and you were you know transcribing yes. what she was yes. saying. Yeah? And I was uh, trying to
3: explain what happened when she is on the stage. Yes, and uh, you succeeded, I
1: think. Yeah, uh, thank you very much. <laughs> so, because we are here to talk about uh, flamenco dance, mm-hmm. um, and it all refers, uh, funny enough, to to dance, when the flamenco, I think mm-hmm. the flamenco dance wouldn't exist if there wasn't the rhythm, the mm-hmm. singing and the guitar. Yes. So it's very, I think it's um, quite fascinating how uh conventional audiences spectators in the world Mm -hmm. they think of flamenco and they think of a flamenco woman even more than a flamenco man yes
3: yes yes yes. Uh,
1: so it's always a flamenco woman with a dress with dots Mm -hmm. and a flower on the head and normally a fan yeah they think of a fan i don't know why Mm -hmm, they mm -hmm. think of castanuelas this is
3: because of the dance because mm, the dance is the most uh, direct uh, language in the world, no? Leonard Bernstein said, music is not the universal language. I think dance is the the language, no, Hannah? Bernstein told that. Music is not a universal language, it's the dance. I
0: think you could say that both are universal languages. I think flamenco dance is something that, I mean, there is this international stereotype of flamenco dance and international audiences, for example, those who come here to the Tabla de Carmen, will have certain expectations of what they're going to see based on this image, um, which is really quite a, a fabricated product. Um, something that goes back to the Franco years when uh, the Spanish government was trying to use this, this fabricated image to bring uh, commerce to Spain and bring tourists to Spain. But the fascinating thing I think about flamenco, when, once you start to get to know it and, and understand how it works and understand all of the different spaces in which it functions. And, you know, you might be brought in by a tablao show, but then what keeps you addicted and what keeps you going with flamenco is its incredible capacity to, to be a channel for expressing identity for bringing t- people together in social groups like there's nothing like being being in a gathering of, of flamenco artists and aficionados late at night and and each person getting up and dancing even if they're not a dancer and and demonstrating and, and telling everybody who they are and and how they feel in that moment um, so it has this incredible capacity to to form social bonds to to help us allow to express ourselves and and i think that's like the the magic of flamenco. And it exists in so many different spaces and different forms. Um, And it has such a use for so many people.
2: yeah yeah, and also as a spectator also without even dancing yourself you can Mm. really feel the flamenco in your whole body, you can feel the dance you can feel the rhythm Mm. Um, and if if I look at from the neuroscientific point of view this means that you kind of um, in in the brain also the the emotional memory areas are activated so it goes kind of beyond cognitive or rational perception Mm. so you're not kind of watching it in an analytical way you are watching it kind of your soul open and with, with your memory and, and with your current emotions, so in that way, in, in that way, flamenco has this tendency to like rip all, off these super, superficial layers, and it can really go deep into the spectator as well, without you even entering the state or, or stage, or without without you dancing. And it's
0: it's incredible how it expresses such universal emotions and emotions that we as people within society often repress. Things like very deep anger, very deep sadness, very sort of manic happiness—these um, sort of emotions that we are taught from childhood to to repress and to modify for the benefit of society—through flamenco find their footing and find their expression and. And that's, that's also part of the magic, I think.
2: Yeah, exactly, because we can connect to that something what we mm-hmm. have deep hidden inside. Yeah. And, and
0: it's kind it. of like the spectator lives vicariously through yeah. the person they see on the stage.
2: Yeah, yeah and also yeah. that the performer has the courage to come mm. out and show all these emotions. So we can also admire the courage and also the charisma. Mm. In what way they, they bring out all these emotions out in such an elegant mm. and, and beautiful and, and, and aesthetic way. So mm. I think that's also part of the magic.
3: Yes. yes, I think flamenco dancing was always the great door for this art to be understood beyond borders, because all people can understand the dance. Mm.
0: Mm. And it's incredible that flamenco is, is now, it's a, it's a globalized art form. <laughs> I mean, there are thousands of flamenco schools in Japan, in the United States, in Canada, in, in every city, every town that you go to around the world, you're going to find a flamenco school, you're going to find flamenco performers. And, and it's something that has a universal appeal that goes beyond what we expect from a folk art form, I feel.
2: Yeah, and I, I feel it's like eternal source for creativity and inspiration across different art fields, so I think that's also tells like how or like how you can see that flamenco has been fusioned with very Many different dance forms and music forms. So there is this kind of huge pool of creativity, and with all the palos and all the all the the, the expression, all the emotions, there is so much in it that you can always go back to flamenco. There is always something new what you can
1: combine with something else. Well, I as we speak, you know, I had this thought. Um, I don't know how many dances in the world uh, put the, so much emphasis on the. Dan- of the dance marking, keeping, leading the rhythm versus like in ballet you have a composition and then the dancers have to adapt mm-hmm. to the music yeah. which in the flamenco we know there is a structure every dance, una alegría, una solea, una seguirilla we know how we are and what the, r- the, r- the rhythm is but the artist can actually interpret as it goes along and leads how how does this, am i right beatriz to um, to suggest that the flamenco is different from other dancing yes this is because
3: um in, i put always the relation between between uh, flamenco and spanish music and spanish classical music or in general are is different like the other european music or later american music the rhythm is always the first characteristic in Spanish music and I think this is because of the African influence. We have polyrhythm, we have emiolia, eh? many, many relation, m- musical, uh, relationships with Africa eh? and this makes Spanish music different than all other kind of music over the world eh? the um, the rhythm is the first thing for expression no and that the percussion is the um, ancestral form to get to the other side no to get to the deep meaning of the things i think this mm, because of that the flamenco is so interesting
1: and also uh, Mm -hmm. in the as you mentioned you know the Mm -hmm. percussion Mm-hmm. I think there is a fantastic um, aspect of the flamenco guitar, which mm-hmm. I'm going to pass the microphone to Jero uh, to talk about this, because uh, in La Rumba, in La Buleria, in La, so- La Soleá, you know, you see, you know, they play, but they use the guitar as a box yeah. as well.
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, the flamenco guitar is almost unique uh, in the world, um, in the way that... It functions not only as a harmonic instrument, but also as a, melo- as a percussive instrument. Um, there are very few styles of guitar all over the world that do this. Um, and it's developed this way through necessity, through um, the rise of flamenco dance as as being the center. I mean, when uh, flamenco started uh, sort of in the, in the 1800s, I mean, the, the focus would have been the singing, um, rather than guitar. The guitar then developed later, and then it's generally accepted that the dance is the last art form to develop out of the three sort of central pillars of flamenco. And it's the dance that's become the driving force to popularize flamenco and to to be the sort of face of flamenco around the world. Um, And in this way, the guitar and the technique of the guitarist has had to really develop to keep up with the dance and to give the dance the, the impulse that it needs to be able to have the power that it does. Um, so we guitarists are at the same time at the bottom of the hierarchy in the tablao. Um, you know, we need to be able to adapt in the moment, you know, w- without even a moment's hesitation to any changes in the singing and any changes in the dancing. For example, if the dancer decides to change the speed with a subida, the guitarist is expected to snap into it straight away and to be able to enact that speed change at the exact same rate as the dancer, which is something you, l- you learn to develop as a skill, as a guitarist. Um, and at the same time, it, it's meant that the guitarist had to become much more percussive. It's had to become a lot more percussive in the, in the rhythmic patterns that we create through the rasgueados, the, the, the chords, uh, well, strumming patterns, um, as well as using the front of the guitar, uh, la tapa, as, as a percussive instrument through a, a technique called Golpe, which um, can help to either mark the rhythm clearly um, or to add sort of an, an extra sort of emphasis to a chord or a moment in the rhythm, which then serves as a support for the dancer. Um, I don't know if that makes sense.
1: <laughs> I would like to ask um, to Hannah, uh, how the rhythm, how actually the percussion mm-hmm. uh, versus the beauty of dance movements yes. you know how these two things in a way are very different, they are key elements in the yes. flamenco dance, yes, you know the expression in movement yes but also the um, the the rhythm yes so how how do you um categorize how much each one of these things affects you know the the brain or the...
2: Yeah, if we look at the rhythm, for example, it really activates in the brain like very several movement-related brain regions and also which are very fundamental for our existence and for like, for example, basal ganglia where this kind of like very um very automatic movements are created and also the cerebellum which is an, another one like related to precision and the timing of the moment so just by listening to music all these these brain areas of movement are activated and whereas if we hear like more lyrical melody or we watch like more lyrical movements that has a more direct connection to our emotional brain regions and 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 to our our maybe the reward system and and then also our memories. So in a way, there are like different pathways how melody and rhythm influence in the brain. But in a way, I- when we watch dance, and especially flamenco dance, I think it's, it's impressive because the arms can be very melodic and lyrical, whereas there is the strength of strength and the rhythm in the in the foot in the feet. So there is ba- basically this both kind of information going to the spectator at the
1: same time. Okay, so. In your research and experience, uh, has the flamenco had more impact as a as a music and as a you know art form uh, in the rehabilitation than other sort of musics?
2: I haven't done such a comparison yet, but that brings me to a um, topic why I was very drawn to flamenco. I, I've been watching so many different dance lights, dancing myself, straight dance, break dance, buto contemporary dance, jazz dance, you name it. But there was something that really strongly brought me to flamenco. I was thinking, well, what is this? And then I started to read about flamenco and I found the concept, concept of duende. And then I went back to the Lorca's essay when he was writing about, <laughs> in his essay, the theory and play of the duende. And there he was writing that the duende is like, kind of like the, the, uh, the powdered glass burning in the veins. So it's really like possessed something that is very strongly in the body and felt. And I felt like this kind of... Possession of of the soul and possession of the energy you rarely see or maybe never you see in other dance forms. So, in the Lorca's text, I found a little bit explanation like why intuitively I was so drawn to flamenco dance.
1: Great, that's uh, you know I, we love the concept of duende. Um, as we were driving here when I pick you up, uh, we also talked about. I ask you. That it would be nice to address the idea or the th- the subject of how, in my case, I always see when I watch flamenco, and when I watch the slightest minimum uh, flamenco expression that is resu- that resumes um, very much what I think of Spain, yeah. you know, of the character of Spain, you know, and. Um, Sometimes they are very it has to it can be a very simple guitar note you know the beginning of a solea or of a seguirilla it can be you know a gesture of a you know sitting in a chair of la chana even without even moving just being there still or also the singing you know you see sometimes i look at the singers here before they sing they are thinking about the lyrics or they are feeling the music and that, the way they look, they could not be any other thing but Spanish people, you know. And this to me, is, you know, I, I keep thinking, is it me that wants to see it like this? Or is it real that, you know, the flamenco is something that you associate, that, I, that can be associated to um, Spanish? And if you, if, you, if you go even further, to gypsyhood you know i think because i am in contact with a, a lot of gypsies that they they represent you know the you know the most um, the deepest and the most um, genuine clear ways of uh, flamenco you know, I uh, I know it's not politically correct. You know, my father was a guitarist, a flamenco guitarist, and he 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 played the flamenco guitar. He was not a gypsy. You know, I admire many artists that are not uh, gypsies, and they are fantastic flamenco artists in singing, dancing, and guitar. But you, uh, for some reason, I think there is something associated to gypsies that make the flamenco and the flamenco dance very different from the rest. Now now everyone wants to grab the <laughs> microphone, so uh, please organize yourself. Go
0: ahead. Um, I mean, I think it's really, really interesting what you've just said. Um, and it's true that, I mean, we need to recognize uh, Spain and especially Andalucía as, as the root where flamenco kind of was born. Um, we also need to recognize that flamenco is the result of a mixing of of a number of very very minoritized communities at a very particular point in time um you know not only the gitanos in Andalucia, but also the poor um the working class in, in Andalucia, as as well as a number of racial um and and other minorities um and it's something we um we specifically associate with that, um, but it's also an art form that has grown enormously and has reached out into all corners of the world and is practiced by, you know, thousands of people who who maybe haven't even been to Spain or haven't, you know, who who don't know about Gypsy culture. And I think it's really, really important as um, as foreigners who involve ourselves in. In the in the art that is flamenco, to to firstly recognise the space of the gitanos and and recognise their importance and give respect to that without appropriating. I, every day, I I get really annoyed with um, with people I work with who come from abroad, who come from France, who come from the States, who try to imitate a gypsy dress, gypsy speech, and it's very unnecessary because. Nobody is asking you to be like that, to be valid in flamenco. Flamenco is a globalized art form. All we need to do is respect their space, respect their place, and respect the immense wealth that they have brought to flamenco. They're not the only community that has brought to flamenco, but they are a very, very important community. Um, so, every day I'm having these conversations with, with other foreigners and other payos who, who participate in flamenco. You know, that we can definitely appreciate the culture, we can definitely bring to the culture, but we need to be very careful to not appropriate from specifically gypsy culture and, and give it its, its place and its respect.
1: And I would like to ask Beatrice to say something about that. About, you know, about the influence that, you know, the gypsies have in the flamenco dance.
3: Well, maybe the spontaneity, spontaneity, spontaneity. The, force, yeah. the force, the force, the strength, strength, the rhythmic agility. But uh, I wouldn't say for me it's not the the subject. Uh, for sure, I like uh, Carmen Amaya. I like Chana most of all. But uh, I like very very much uh, pairo dancers and singers what? and guitarists i think there are so many so many creators and not gypsies like uh, gypsies maybe there are more uh, non gypsies creators in the meaning of um, to apport n- new material in the flamenco
1: uh, art form so we all we all agree that flamenco it's something that is heading to A very universal human uh, way to express this is the most
3: important i think
1: yeah i i do agree because i feel it i see it every day twice we have a performance (laughs) in the tablao we have two shows and um, i I don't know where it comes from you know they are gypsies they are (laughs) non-gypsies and the flamenco dance it's you know well interpreted by all of them (laughs) and enjoyed by all audiences from all over the world not only spanish or locals you know we didn't speak about carmen about carmen amaya yes we didn't because i think all is said about carmen i think do you (laughs) think (laughs) in the we are we are being we are being cut off and we're already sad because we are really enjoying this uh, conversation and we need to
2: leave some topics for the next conversation as yes. well
1: so let's uh, agree maybe hopefully it can be us again the, the four of us and we'll talk about Carmen Amaya uh, we can maybe include Montse um, Madrilejos who couldn't come today and uh, has written a fantastic book and um, my mother who knew her personally and it would be great if she could come so Thank you to Metropolitan and to Beatriz Del Pozo, to Hanna Poikonen from Finland, and to Jero Ferek, who I'm so glad to meet personally from England and um, we all are in Barcelona so thank you so much. Thank Thank you,
0: it's been a pleasure.